time for the Retirement Roadmap Podcast with registered financial consultant, Glenn Mosseller. Hey, welcome to another edition of the Retirement Roadmap. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Glenn Mosseller. Great to be with you today. Glenn is, of course, a registered financial consultant and the founder and president of Roadmap Financial Consulting in Greensboro, North Carolina. You can meet with Glenn in person or virtually from anywhere. Just go to roadmapfinancial.com to schedule a free consultation on the site. Again, that's roadmapfinancial.com. Today begins a two-part series where we tackle some money mistakes that you are going to want to avoid in retirement planning. These are pretty common. We see these a lot, and we want to make sure that you avoid them. Let's learn from the mistakes of others and not uh, commit these things in our own financial and retirement planning. Looking forward to diving into all of that with you, Glenn. But first, I hope you're well. Yeah, man. Well, I'm, I've been battling a little bit of a cough here, Walter. They they, they, they tell me I have a, just a touch of bronchitis or something like that. It's like I feel really good, but, you know, I've been, I've been uh, fighting a little bit, but I, I think I'm on the other side of it. I hope so anyway, but uh, all's, all's good. I, I've never felt bad, but, but you know, just, a, just a, little, a little cough. So it might, this time of year, it might even be a little allergies. Who knows? But uh, Probably got a mix of things going go. on there, it sounds like. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's, I don't know. I mean, I, I, you know, all the pollen and stuff I'm hoping is mostly gone, but... Uh, Anyhow, we're we're uh, I'm, 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 you know, I'll take it because you know the uh, this year we've had a longer spring than normal, so I, I uh, which is uh, you know pleasant for me. I, I'm I'm not I'm not a big fan of the blazing hot summer, especially from yeah. you know start, starting sometime in May, you know, like it normally does. So it's uh, I'll take a, a little cough if we can have a little cooler weather for a little longer. How about that? Yeah, that sounds really good. I, I definitely have been surprised by it not being, you know, as soon as the calendar hits May, I feel like we're already flirting with 90 pretty much, you know, six out yeah. of the seven days a week. And so nice to push that back a little bit. So very exactly. good. Well, thanks for pushing through for us and uh, carrying on, even though the voice isn't 100%. Uh, so I mentioned we're starting a two-part series here. And so we're going to, over the two episodes, give you 10 of these money mistakes that you want to avoid in retirement planning. We'll tackle the first five on today's show. And Glenn, how about we jump in? Let's get it going. Uh, All right, Walter, let's do it. First one we've put on the list, and I would say, Glenn, these are in no particular order necessarily. We want to avoid all these things, so not necessarily putting these in any sort of priority list. But just first one on the list is uh, ignoring the future tax implications of your retirement savings. Uh, do you see a lot of people uh, coming into the office the first time they meet with you and this mistake is like, you know, front and center uh, to your mind, but maybe kind of hidden from theirs? It happens a lot, Walter. You know, I mean, we have, well, I mean, a, a lot of folks, you know, I mean, basically er- everybody, you know, that, that I, that are, I shouldn't say everybody, but golly, I mean, it's, it's, it's the vast majority of folks that I talk to have you know they've they've had this advice you know for years and years and years and they're you know d- during their working years and their accumulation years is you know put the money in the 401k which is great and thing in in terms of savings but the idea is is that you know if you put too much money in that pre-tax bucket of money so to speak you can end up creating a, a little bit of a of a tax problem and, and possibly even a really large tax problem in retirement. And so it's just trying to find that balanced approach. I mean, you can never really save too much, but it is possible to have, you know, potentially too much money in the in the pre-tax bucket. So, you know, because in essence, when you start taking that money out, it's it is subject to taxation when you take it out, and that can potentially create issues that you weren't really anticipating in retirement. It could you know, lead to taxation of your Social Security benefits or possibly more, t- more taxation of your Social Security benefits. I think we'll probably talk a little bit about 
that a little, you know, as, as, as we go along. But I mean, yeah, it's it, it happens. So, you know, there's there's different ways of saving and a lot, and a lot of 401ks now have have a Roth component, which is which is really nice, too. And, you know, it's it's kind of tricky, Walter, because, you know, in that that tax aware planning, you want to make sure that you have, you know, you, you are strategically looking at how am I going to diversify, you know, in, in a tax wise way to make sure that, you know, you, you don't want to have everything. If you have 100% of all of your money, you know, to be tax-free, then when you actually look at your tax return, you're going to have these things called deductions that go to waste if, you know, if you have everything tax-free. So you want to have some money that, that is going to be subject to taxation, but you'd like to have, you know, the vast majority, if not all of that, offset by deductions so that, you know, you end up not, not having to pay much of anything in taxes when you're in retirement. And that's a strategic planning uh, that really, you know, I, I, you know, that's one of the big things that, that I work with folks doing. If you're saving for retirement or possibly you've already saved, you know, m- the vast majority of what you're saving for retirement. And then you're looking to, you know, to, to make that transition. Sometimes we, you know, we, we embark on, a, you know, a strategic plan of doing some Roth conversions and different things like that to, you know, to really kind of, you know, position you but that's a big deal walter you know you yeah i've never met anybody who wants to send more money to washington than than they have to you know in the form of taxation and it's imperative that you you and you know you engage in that kind of planning particularly if you if you're you know if you're saving you know a lot if you've got you know you know if you've got hundreds of thousands of dollars saved for for retirement or or, or maybe even seven figures or, or or more it's imperative because you you can end up you know creating a a real a real tax challenge for you and possibly your heirs if you leave money behind too you know you know and so it's something that you that you want to be aware of and plan for and you know and be strategic about Great points across the board on that one, Glenn. And yeah, it's uh, easy to see why that is so important to account for in your retirement savings plan. So let's keep that in mind, certainly. Uh, let's also look at number two on our list here. Again, money mistakes in retirement planning, two-part series over the course of the next two episodes. And this one has to do with Social Security. You teased this a little bit there, Glenn. Uh, but specifically, it's starting Social Security too early can often, it's not always a mistake, but it can be a mistake that people just start it way too soon and they would have been better off waiting in many cases. Right. Well, and let's say right off the bat, Walter, there's no such thing as a one size fits all. There are situations where some folks, you know, may may need to, or it might be desirable to, you know, strategically to, you know, to take Social Security early. You know, but the the key is is that you engage in you know an analysis of it and, and and really look at your particular situation. Are you single? Are you married? Is there a, is there an age difference? Do you and your spouse potentially have similar work histories and 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 similar social security benefits that you know that that are going to be coming to you in the future? There's a variety of different things that that are going to go into that mix. And additionally, is you know, what what other things have you saved for retirement? You know, what 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 retirement uh, accounts do you have? Do you have IRAs? Do you have Roth IRAs? Do you have 401ks, etc. You know, all of those things you know play into the mix of, of of looking at you know what is that retirement income going to look like? And you know, the 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 thing is, Walter, I I think a lot of people really underestimate the power of the social security and and the potential of of maybe delaying it you know and you know sometimes it makes sense to delay it all the way to age 70 which is kind of the the, the latest you can delay it and still have some benefits to it 
Sometimes, you know, you may not delay it all the way there, you know, but you can take it anywhere between 62 and, and, and age 70. And, you know, and, and so it's, it's, it's really imperative that you really look at how that's going to work out. And when you, when you, when you start, when you stop and think about the amount of money that's coming to you on a monthly basis, and, you know, and then you look at, well, what, how much would it increase to, you know, if you delayed another year or another couple of years or, or whatnot. And then you look at the, the kind of money that you'd have to have in a retirement account in order to, you know, uh, create that same type of income. If, you know, if, I think a lot of people are familiar with the idea of that, of the 4% rule. You know, it's kind of over the last few years, it's kind of become like a 2 or 3% rule. But the idea of being able to take somewhere between 2 and 4% of your retirement savings as, you know, as an income stream you know, from, from your retirement accounts, you know, over, over your lifetime should be able to last you through your life expectancy. Well, Walter, if you look at that and you say, okay, well, golly, if, if, if you had a hundred thousand dollars at the, at, even if you were looking at the 4% rule and you took, you know, $4,000, that's 4% of a hundred. Well, so if you had 300,000, you know, that would be, you know, that would be $12,000. So when you start looking at, well, how much money, you know, you know, are you, are you looking at in your social security benefit when $300,000 of IRA money, you know, and on a 4%, you know, withdrawal rate is, is equal to $12,000. That's only a thousand dollars a month. What does your social security look like? And what does it look like if you delay it? And you start getting an idea of, of the, you know, the power of how much, you know, you know, in, in delaying your Social Security, even a year or two, or you know, sometimes longer, can make in terms of your, you know, your cash flow and how much it can, it can help you make your other monies last. And that may also impact you as to thinking about how long you might work. You know, just working another year or two sometimes makes a makes a huge difference. So there's there's lots of different strategies in there in terms of how to figure out what's the best way to deal with your Social Security and when to take it. All good points as well about that Social Security conversation. That and taxes, certainly two dominant questions and forces whenever you're putting together a retirement plan. So make sure you keep those top of mind. Another mistake that we see people make, Glenn, especially as they approach retirement, they get really wrapped up in their returns, which is natural and easy to understand why that might be the case. It's something we focus on a lot throughout our working years and as we're accumulating money. But a lot of people focus on those returns heading into retirement instead of income. And that's where the big mistake occurs. Why is that uh, so, so egregious and, and worth highlighting today? Well, Walter, I mean, it's, it's important. Again, not, there's, no, there's not a one-size-fits-all scenario. But, you know, a lot, of, a lot of the folks, and I could probably say even the, the, most of the folks that I see, are really going to need to draw on those retirement accounts in their, in their retirement years for income. Right. And it becomes more and more about, you know, how much income can your savings produce more so than, you know, the outright, you know, average rate of return. When you're, you know, we, we kind of you know, take a step back and we think about, you know, the, you know, the, the phases of life, right? And you have, you have the accumulation years where you're putting money away for retirement and you're saving and, you know, and then you're having those payroll deductions and so forth. That's the, the you know the vast majority of your of your of your life, right? I mean, you're you're working and working for de- literally decades, and then when you come to the place where you're going to retire, for most people, it's sometime in your 60s, you know, and in, in all likelihood, you know, well, you you know, now you're transitioning into the the preservation and distribution years, and so when you've been going through those accumulation years, you've been thinking about how can I grow that you know that nest egg or that bucket of money for my retirement, you know, you know, and, and obviously rate of return comes into play in a, in a big way because you're not thinking about drawing money out yet. 
But then when you arrive at retirement or you're a couple years away from retirement and you start thinking about, well, you know, what is my income going to look like and how am I going to be able to draw that out? You start thinking about, well, how much income can this, you know, can my nest egg produce? How much do I need? What's a, what's a safe withdrawal rate? And so now you have to start thinking about, you know, some stability and possibly even thinking about a different type of diversification, not only the tax diversification that we've talked about, but also, you know, segmenting things in time, you know, and, and it's like if, if I'm going to be, if, if, if I'm a retiree and I'm thinking about, well, ha, you know, I need X number of dollars to live on over the next five or 10 years, you know, on a, on a monthly basis. Well, you know, you got to ask yourself the question, how much volatility do you want to have those dollars be subject to when you're going to be drawing them out and you're going to have to depend on those dollars? You know, in all, in all likelihood, if you're really honest with yourself, it, it, that, that the, you know, the answer is, is that you don't really want to be, you know, you don't have the, those dollars be subject to hardly any, if, if maybe possibly no volatility. And maybe thinking in terms of the, the longer term money, maybe that's the money that, you know, to be thinking about in terms of you know, the growth and rate of return. But it's a different way of thinking about it, Walter, because we're now thinking in terms of producing income rather than just growing the nest egg, if you will. Yeah, that's a really important piece of the puzzle as well. So income, keep that as the focus as you get closer to retirement. Three down. Let's get to another one here, Glenn. Being too aggressive or too conservative. Uh, anytime we're talking extremes, I suppose, in the retirement planning space, we could be running into a mistake. And that's certainly the case here, isn't it? Yeah, well, again, I think this kind of falls back into what we were just talking about, right? And, and, and it's like, you know, you really, you really want to be careful about chasing after returns. At the same time, you want to, th- you know, think in terms of, you know, you, you, you can't be too, you know, too cautious either, right? And so that's where, you know, we, a lot of times we start thinking about time segmentation, right? When are you going to need the money, you know? And it's just like, so you, you can kind of think in terms of, okay, well, I'm going to proportion certain amount of money out for the, you know, for the next 10 years. And then other monies are going to be out a little bit further. And so, you know, obviously, in the, if, if we're thinking in terms of drawing the income over the next 10 years, maybe that's going to be your more conservative pot of money, so to speak. And the money that's, that's 10 years or, or, or further away that, you know, that you're going to start to tap into that, you know, start drawing income from it, maybe that's your more aggressive money. You've got to be careful about putting all your eggs in one basket. I think everybody's, you know, kind of familiar with that, with that, with that idea. But you also kind of have to think in terms of, you know, where are you in the in your in the phases of life? And if you're in the preservation and distribution phase, then you have to start thinking of different ways of diversification. You know, those those diversification, you know, uh, way, you know, strategies are significantly different than when you're in the accumulation years. You know, that that type of diversification you're looking at, you know, where, you know, where you're positioning it and, you know, in terms of, you know, where is the growth going to come from? And, and you know, and, and you're and you're able to, to take on a a bit more volatility when you're accumulating, but when you're in that preservation distribution, you know, particularly if you, you know, if you have that, you know, that certain set, you know, a portion of money, you got to make sure that, that, that you have it, you have, you know, everything, you know, diversified in the proper way. So you're, you're not going overboard in terms of being too aggressive or too conservative. And maybe you can have some of both in your portfolio, but you know, but it's, you know, it's, it's finding the right proportions, if you will. 
Yeah, right proportions, good way to talk about it when we're talking about aggressiveness and uh, being conservative in your portfolio and uh, skewing one way too far. Uh, that's really important as well. All right, last one for this first uh, edition of this episode, this two-part series. Uh, we'll go to taking advice. And this one's a tough one to talk about to people sometimes, I would imagine. But, you know, we, we take advice from friends and, and family, loved ones, if you will, on how to invest and save and plan for retirement many times as well. But this can be a slippery slope, right? And it's it's why it's one of the mistakes we want to highlight today. Well, yeah, it can be, Walter. I mean, it's kind of natural, right? I mean, you have conversations with people that you you know that you're close to or you know, you know, and and um, you know, maybe friends, family, like you say, and you know, it's it's just kind of a natural thing for for at least for a lot of people, you know, to, to discuss, you know, what what are they doing, and you know, what what are the strategies that they're employing, or you know, or how how is their portfolio doing, and maybe you know they they've got a you know certain amount of money in this in this particular fund or this particular one investment or whatnot, and they're they're really kind of bragging about it and that kind of thing. I mean, you 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 know, you see those kind of things happen, and you know, sometimes you know the, the, those conversations move from just conversation to you know to to either you know sometimes folks are like giving advice or, f- or folks are taking it as advice and you know you got to really realize it's like that that you know there's not a, there's not such thing as a one size fits all and your particular situation is very likely going to be different you know at least in a few ways if not a lot of ways from who you're talking with right I mean, you might be different ages, you might have different, uh, you might have different goals, you might have different lifestyles, you know, you might have, you know, more kids or grandkids that you're wanting to kind of try to leave things to. There's any number of, of, of you know, variations as to what makes you different. It might, might even just be just, you know, your, you know, your appetite for risk and, you know, or, or your spouses and, you know, and your, and your, your comfort levels and that kind of thing. There's so many different things that, that, that make you different than the next person. And when you have those conversations, you got to really be careful and take it with a grain of salt. And then if you think, well, hey, maybe this, this might fit, you know, in my particular situation, you might want to think long and hard about it or possibly have a conversation. If you've got an advisor, you know, maybe, maybe you, know, have, you know, have that conversation and say, you know, hey, I was talking to so-and-so and, you know, when we were talking about this and that, you know, how do you think that might fit into my particular situation or does it fit, you know, and, and then have that conversation and bounce it off of somebody who is looking after your best interest and knows what your objectives are versus just, you know, out there in the, you know, in the, and just kind of in, in, a, in a conversation and, and, and some of the guardrails might be not in the right places, if you will, Walter, when you're thinking about, you know, making sure that your plan is, you know, is, is built to last and that, that you don't pull some pins out of the foundations that you've built. Oh, it's a great way to put it, Glenn. And that puts a bow on our conversation today. Our first five money mistakes in retirement planning, common ones that we see in the office all the time. And so if you've got questions about anything that you've heard so far, and don't forget to tune in for the second episode of this series where we'll cover five more mistakes. But any questions about those that you've heard so far, or if you think you might be making a mistake with your finances and retirement planning and want to go through a review or at least get a free consultation, you you can do that with Glenn very easy, uh, easily by picking up the phone and calling 336-291-3535. That's 336-291-3535. Or click on free consultation when you visit the website at roadmapfinancial.com. That's roadmapfinancial.com. Glenn, thanks for walking us through these first five mistakes. We'll pick it up on the next episode with five more. So come back and join us then, folks, here on the Retirement Roadmap. <music> 